Hello, everyone. Tim Kuda back with you here, cbkradioland.com. And guess who's back with me once again? Our friend, our pal. We love him. We know him. C-A-B-K. C-B-K, how are you doing today? Very well, sir. Thank you so much. Well, how was your night? <laughs> my night My night was uh, was pretty good, actually. So No tornadoes? Um, <laughs> Hey, did you like seeing my? It was it was fun that Megan got to join us, and she shared it with her friend. She texted me last night after I shared it with her, and said she was going to share it with her friend. So we might have teenage listeners now. Can you believe that? That'll be uh, that'll be teenagers, pretty crazy. Sweet. The teenagers, the teenager peoples. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, normally, back in the day, at this CBK Radio Land place, we used to play music, and it cost money to play music, and it was fun when we played music. And we had shows, yeah. and CBK did the Monday show. Remember the Monday show, CBK? Do you remember that? Oh, the Monday show. Man, I missed that. It's awesome. Yeah, the Monday show. We also did this other thing, uh, this other cool thing called Rock and Roll History. So I decided today that it's Sunday, and normally the Rock and Roll Histories would play during the weekend. That was our kind of our big time to play. So I decided that we here at CBK Radio Land, the podcast version, we're going to do a uh, live CBK Radio Land Rock and Roll History Minute. Let's get this thing started right. Hi, I'm Whoa. Dick Bartley, the oldies countdown guy from American Gold. And the next voice you hear will be that of Cannonball Kelly. We love Cannonball Kelly. We love Cannonball Kelly. Kelly on CBKRadioLand.com. Yeah. This week in rock and roll history on cbkradioland.com. So this is this week in rock and roll history. CBK is with us, cbkradioland.com. You remember that, 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 that intro, right? Man, you know, I, I want to get all the sounders with uh, the, uh, the ones we did, uh, all those. I want to get them all on one kind of a YouTube video thing. Because like all the radio guys Hey, this is M.G. Kelly from the American Hit List, and it's now time to tune into Cannonball Kelly on CBKRadioLand.com. See if you can tell the difference. Pushing forward the time machine button now. There we go. CBK is with us, yes. The American Hit List, Machine Gun Kelly. Anyways, so this is the rock and roll history, the rock and roll history live version here on the podcast version. I'm the only... The only bad thing is, is that we're not going to have the, the the tunes unless we want to sing them or something. We're not gonna we're not gonna have the tunes, but we have the information, and I got it ready to go. So we're gonna do it a little bit differently, just because of what we're doing. I'm gonna read it, and then we're gonna talk about it. CBK and I will talk about this, and oh. we'll, we'll see what happens. But this is gonna be the rock and roll, the live version of the rock and roll history or the podcast version, <laughs> if you would. If you would this like. So, cool, man. so in 1958, Connie Francis enjoys her first chart success as Who's Sorry reached Billboard's number four spot. On the, uh, over the next 10 years, she would place 55 more songs on the Billboard Hit Parade. So Connie Francis, what do you know about Connie Francis, CBK? Oh, she was a great uh, lipstick on your collar gal. She was a great uh, late 50s, early 60s kind of a... Uh, new i don't know what you want to say new what would you call it you know it's funny how singers um come on board and and with american idol these days you know they don't do it like they used to you know it's 
as I'm I'm waving a fly in here. Wait, <laughs> kill that, kill that fly, kill it's it, a, kill it. It's a, it's amazing how um, entertainers back in the day uh, were found like Elvis, right? You know, it's just. I don't know. You just think about people who play the piano and like Megan was doing some, she said she's learning dancing and, and keyboards. If you have entered, if you have the, the skills to play music and then you become famous like Connie Francis, for example, it's pretty cool, man. No, it's, it's actually uh, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. So before we continue on with our live rock and roll history what i need to do is i need to i need to get this up on our facebook live page so people are you know knows that we know we're streaming live because if not we're not going to have anybody watch not that that ah. not that that matters i guess that that so all right we're going to throw it up on the uh the cbk page the cbk facebook page and let everybody all the all the folks out there know that we're streaming live again, so that way they can get the live rock and roll history. How about it? Maybe people can uh, yeah. can cool. uh, check that out. All right, it's posted. Wow. So, so maybe we'll get we'll get some viewers now. Maybe maybe somebody will. So will... on the website on the CBK Radio Land website, there's a thing. There's a link that says like live now. And normally, when you're just looking at the website and we're not live, it's not live, right? Correct. Correct. It's not live. If we're not, but we're now not live. So, anyway, so so that was uh, that was Connie Francis. So we gotta we got we gotta keep doing this right. So, if I can get the button here. <laughs> well, it would it would help it would help if I turn the volume back up because I had to turn it off to go to the YouTube page. So that way our own voices didn't come back at us and we were like, whoa. So now let's try we've, this again. We've, we've, all right, We've so we're done with Connie, 1958. Moving on. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. <laughs> in 1969, a baby boy is born that will be adopted by Ronnie and Phil Spector, who will name the child Dante Philip Spector. Hmm. You know anything about wow. the Spector gang, huh? Well, I know about uh, Mr. Spector's in jail right now. <laughs> oh, yes, he is, isn't he? <laughs> But yeah, Ronnie Spector, the the uh, the Ronettes, right? The famous. You hear them a lot during the Christmas season, right? Of course, they have a great, great, great hits. The Wall of Sound is where he came from, right? Good old. Uh, he was a genius, man, a composer genius, like Brian Wilson. Yeah, Spector. You know, you're right. He's in jail right now, and and uh, uh, Ronnie Spector was actually. We talked about this right. One of our last shows that that I did was the uh, uh, Eddie Money Tribute. And we talked a little bit about this at the Eddie Money Tribute, that one of the songs that Eddie Money did, uh, he referenced uh, he referenced Ronnie Spector in it, actually. Remember that? I think I do, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the type of influence they had on rock and roll history. So now, this week in rock and roll history... On cbkradioland.com. In 1973, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show got their picture on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine after their first, or after their hit, the cover of the Rolling Stone. Reached number six on the U.S. single charts. According to members of the group, they really did buy five copies for their mothers. 
just like they said in the uh, in this in the song, like the cover the of the Rolling Stone. That's a great song. <laughs> Doctor Hook, man, I love that guy. Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show. I love that one. It's like it's a me- it's the Medicine Show, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's like all right, all right, all right. Let's tell them what we do. <laughs> Uh, we played that song a bunch on uh, on the on the live radio show. I think uh, the C- CBK Radio Land Monday show. I know that made an appearance because I remember singing it. The cover of the Rolling Stone. <laughs> you know what was what was cool about the the Rock and Roll History weekends was you didn't hear the same song, which is like you're supposed to do it in real radio, right, Tim? Uh, the normal rotation, you'd hear the Bee Gees right. or you'd hear exactly. the Jets or I don't know, whoever. But on the weekends, because of songs like Connie Francis and then the Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show, we would say that and then we would play their, the song. And you wouldn't hear it Monday through Friday, per se, right? Unless it was a special trip. Or, or maybe. Maybe it was just in the rotation. Usually what I would do is you would add the songs and then i just throw them in the rotation. So then they would show up in the rotation. <laughs> I yeah, remember one I time. Love that. I remember one time you told me you were like, "Hey, I, you know, you never played. We'll use that one. Doctor Mendes covered the Rolling Stone, and we played it on the Rock and Roll History. And then I heard it on Wednesday." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I don't know if you, you've noticed on some of my Facebook posts. Uh, I've uh, I, I've been posting because the alt CBK stuff is starting to show up now. A year later, a year earlier, right? So uh, it's fun. I miss the alt, that alt CBK. The jingles were awesome, and I, I, that was great. When you when you said, let's do some alt, I was dying. So cool, man. I know. We got to do a little bit. You had that two hours of, or three hours of alternative every night, uh, I believe, that we and did. And I think the last rock and roll history we physically did on CBK, uh, there was a couple, I think, Nirvana was in, and uh, the the Arctic Monkeys, man, right. yeah, they were it. in the Rock and Roll history. Yes, they were. So it just shows it just shows how um, time has progressed. When I was working for uh, KGMZ in Hawaii, uh, remember I remember I told you the story where Jay Stone, who bless his heart, he's gone beyond. Right, he died going to the airport, leaving after being fired from the radio station. Um, I, I, I was doing a request show and, um, someone said, Hey, Kevin Bog, can you play some, uh, uh, Oh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, right. From 1974. So I played it and then the song got fired and then you got fired, right? I didn't get, I didn't get get fired, but I, the the hotline was ringing, ring, 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 right. So. And it was Jay, you, right. and he said, you can't play that. <laughs> yeah, he said, you can't play that song. It's too new. I'm like, it's one of the greatest hits of the 1970s. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's too new. A lot of people died, man. A lot of people died. Have some respect. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, but you're right. You're right about that, how the time changes, and then all of a sudden now Nirvana. Nirvana is now rock and roll history because – if you think about it, it's it's 2020, and when did Nirvana come on the scene? Oh, almost about 25 plus years ago. So yeah, that would yeah. qualify it as history, at least in most in most books. Uh, we, we we lost CBK there for a second. Oh, he's back. 
Um, I'm messing with my cop down there. All right, so let's move on. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 1975, Led Zeppelin had all of their six albums in the top 100 of the Billboard's album chart. So if we were going to play a Led Zeppelin song, because now that gave us a freebie of any Led Zeppelin song to play, which one would we have played? Um, I would have gone down the list and kind of seen what songs maybe I've heard or maybe something I wanted to hear, and I maybe I'd put it in. So it could have been, you know, the California one, or it could have been, uh, I don't know, whatever. Whatever, whatever I felt like in uh, to play, it would have played, and it was, and that's the way I did. Would it, it have been "Stairway <laughs> to Heaven"? You know, "Stairway to Heaven." Uh, yeah, classic. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I mean, that one's yeah. that one's. I would say if I was in charge, and I was actually, um, I would say <laughs> I would, for like two weeks, man, two weeks. Yeah, I know. I would have probably played a little bit more of a of a deeper cup. A cut, but a good one nonetheless. So that would have given you given you a freebie on that one. You could have played whatever you want. So moving on. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 1978, after 14 years of marriage, Tina Turner divorces her husband Ike, and it becomes oh. final. Final. <laughs> so which one? So now once again, now we got a Tina Turner song. We could have played any, or we could have played Tina and Ike together. Since they both were mentioned, we yeah. probably would have had to do that. Yeah, probably. The uh, the the abusive guy that he was to her was not cool, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we, we even though you know bad things happen with artists and even us as bad as people, I considered it being a great, great one of the greatest hits anyway. So I would have probably played both the Ike and Tina. Uh, song, yeah. The the weekend double shot we would have played too because we did that from time to time. We might have played a Ike song, a Tina song, and then maybe them together. We could have done that too. That would have been because you're right. There, oh, yeah. you know, Tina Tina Turner did actually have a great career on her own. Um, once she broke away yeah. from Ike, she did you know a couple mega ballads in the '80s, and then she kind of went away in the '90s. But still, she she did really well. I think she still has the greatest legs in rock and roll history, I think, right? I don't know. That's a rock and roll history moment right there. Rock and roll history. All right. Move. Let's let's keep it rolling. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 1980, Ronald Sell, a Chicago antique dealer and part-time musician, songwriter, files suit against the Bee Gees, Paramount Pictures, and Polygram Records. Sell alleged that the Bee Gees, How Deep Is Your Love, plagiarized two sections of a song he wrote called Let It End. Sell won the, uh, Sell won the case even though the Bee Gees claimed they never heard Sell's song and the whole thing was a coincidence. The group would, uh, the group would successfully appeal the decision in 1983. So, how deep is your love? Is your love. So it's, your it, love. It, it, it was a plagiarized song. We we talked about the Bee Gees oh. in our last podcast because you couldn't remember the Bee Gees from the seventies or something like that. <laughs> no. Andy Gibb, their brother. We talked about their. It's in there somewhere. We uh, we mentioned Andy Gibb, their brother, but the Bee Gees. It's pre- it's pretty interesting that in the first time around, that the guy won the suit, but then they appealed and. 
they they got their money back in 1983 or never had to pay any money. But uh, the Bee Gees yeah, were pretty pretty, pretty successful back back then, and, and and especially in that Saturday Night Fever movie is really, I mean, it, the whole thing is the Bee Gees basically, and and then the one Frank Stallone song maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, even was, early Bee Gees, uh, like uh, Holiday and those songs when back in the early '60s when they were, by the way, they were dual citizenship too. You know that UK folks. And they also lived in the Australia, uh, so and they swat, they switched, they went from place to place, I guess, at some point in their history as well. But it's funny how their light career started when they were younger, and then the disco thing and that movie with John Travolta, oh man, just blew up crazy. Right. Uh, well, there was a couple of them. It was Night Fever, right? And then uh, um, Staying Alive. Staying Alive, right? And then. And that's where where Frank Stallone got involved, but that was later. I think that was the other one, the, that one song where they they all danced to. Well, maybe maybe that's in the rock and roll history. So all right, maybe maybe moving on. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 1985, the singing nun, whose given name was Jeannie Deckers, committed suicide after the Center for Autistic Children in Belgium. Oh, after, yeah, after the Center for District in Belgium that she helped found closed due to lack of funds. I could have swore we've said this before. This is very familiar. We, we did. I did. I did. It was one of the one of the last ones, too. And I just remember, I just interviewed Jenna Suru from Paris and uh, at the same time, right? So I was like, oh, we're going to play this song, the, the, the Singing Nun song from Jeannie Decker's who was a real nun and she did go beyond because of her stress. But it's just funny how that coincides with uh, Jenna. And I'm still, I'm still in touch with Jenna too, man. That film she was in uh, went to LA. I was invited to go as a speaker and a guest. And just last week, the UK film festival just took it. She got um, uh, uh, director Female Director of the Year, Best Award, something like that, just this past week, man. In uh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I see that she's she she follows us or we follow her, or all that stuff, and and she comments on some of your stuff. So yeah, good for good for her. Yeah, but I remember that one. That was that's very interesting. Maybe we did a March 29th already. You never know. At some point, you're going to go through all 365 days. Um, but we. Well, they were only one week, right? So sorry, seeing my naked eyes or whatever. But uh, we, <laughs> hey, that's I, a band. They, they repeated, they repeated a lot, and I was like, okay, is this ever going to stop or what? <laughs> All right, so we here, did we this last week. here we go. Continuing on this week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. <laughs> in 1986, Beatles records officially went on sale in Russia. Before that, only tapes were available on the black market, but most Soviet music lovers could not afford them. There was little information about the Beatles in the USSR, and the official Soviet publication about the bands were mainly critical and condemnatory. So, let me ask you. Now you got a Beatles. You can, you've got one, uh, the whole Beatles album or the uh, library to go from on this one you could play any Beatles song which one would you think you would have gone with we had a lot a lot of Beatles a way a lot of Beatles which I was super impressed with um 
probably back in the USSR because of the Russia connection. That's what I would do. That you have to do that. Flew in from Miami, beats the OAC, didn't get to bed last night, right? Awesome. Love those Beatle guys. Exactly. All right. So that's what we would have done. The Beatles. The Beatles. This week in rock and roll history on cbkradioland.com. In 1996, two former members of the 1950s vocal group, the Teddy Bears, filed suit in Los Angeles against producer Phil Spector and several labels. Several labels. How about that? Carol Connors and Marshall uh, Lieb allege, I guess Lieb, I guess, Carol Connors and Marshall Lieb allege that they had not received royalties from the reissue of the 1958 number one hit, to know him is to love to him. him. Is to love him. Yeah. You've said that one before. Yeah. I know you've said that song. We we play. Did we play that song? I'm almost positive. We oh did. yeah, the Teddy Bear. 1958. Great song. Phil Spector was in the group, the Teddy Bears, as the there was two girls and the boy, and it was Phil was the boy. Well, well, there you go. Phil was the boy. And I'm I'm doing these live reads, by the way. I'm not prepared at all, so I'm doing them. Just for those who think when I screw up a word, I, I apologize. This is what we call in the business a, a live read. A, last night after I listened to the show, <laughs> I was thinking, man, we need a voice guy, man, to do all the <laughs> <laughs> do a live read. I'll have to I'll have to call Chad TK, and he'll have to do a he'll have to do a new intro for this podcast. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Probably. That would, that would be cool. Oh, hang on. I, I just screwed up the thing. Here we go. All right. All right. So now moving on for on our Rock and Roll History Weekend. This week in Rock and Roll History on CBKRadioLand.com. Oh, here we go. We would have had a ton of songs on this one. In 2001, Brian Wilson was honored in a three-hour tribute at New York's Radio City Music Hall. Guest performance included Billy Joel singing Don't Worry Baby, Paul Simon, Simon's acoustic version of Surfer Girl. Uh, Phillips, also <laughs> did, uh, uh, Phillips also did make a rare appearance as the Go-Go's in the trio Carly Simon and David Crosby, Jimmy Webb. Also singing Beach Boys songs were Ann and Nancy Wilson, Elton John, Amy Ooh. Mann. Brian Wilson himself joined the fun when he took the stage for the final three songs, Barbara Ann, Surfing USA, and Fun, Fun, Fun. We would have had a lot. We would have had a long stretch of music here. That, that's what I liked about some of those facts when they came in. I would, yeah, we would have, you know, Beach Boys and then Elton John and whoever. We would play songs from every artist mentioned, which is cool, and that would make the show longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes our rock and roll histories were an hour and a half, pushing two hours sometimes. They <laughs> were pretty crazy. We had two hours, I remember, a few times, yeah. But, yeah, it was great music. And so, it's. I mean, you look at that, Billy Joel. I mean, that's obviously great. All these great artists, Paul Simon and then Wilson Phillips, he gets, you know, one of the daughters up there. And then uh, the Go-Go's. I mean, that's pretty crazy. So, a lot of Anna Nancy yeah. Wilson. I I, I yeah, I think Hard is is very underrated. I think Hard has has done some really really good stuff. Um, but those are great songs. Oh, yeah. The Beach Boys. It was. I heard this once. Like when back in the day, it was either you were either a really big huge Beatles fan or a Beach Boys fan. Like the Beach Boys were that 
instrumental in in shaping that type of music at, in that era. Now, obviously, the Beatles are way more popular and, and took off, but kind of early on, the Beach Boys were you were either in that group or you know that that fan or fandom or the Beatles. It was it was interesting how that worked back then. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have two interesting facts. I saw yesterday on Facebook someone in someone wrote, "Are you a Beatles fan?" Or are you a Frank Sinatra fan? And there was so many uh, people saying, are you crazy? They don't even coincide at all, right? Totally different eras, totally different music. Uh, I, I wrote, please, with George Harrison's guitar in there. <laughs> nice. Very nice. But uh, uh, the other thing I was going to say, oh, when I was doing radio uh, just over there in the Gig Harbor, when I was in the Puget Sound uh, 20 years ago over there, actually, because uh, I just noticed that the kingdom imploded 20 years ago last week. And I was here when that happened. Um, at Gig Harbor, I did a uh, uh, Beatles Beach Boys shot. So I did two Beach Boys songs and then two Beatles songs, and I intermixed, like, Beach Boys, Beatles, Beach Boys, Beatles. So I did them back-to-back... I called it the the Beach Boys double shot or something like that. Well, that's pretty cool. That was, I mean, the Beatles and the. Uh, you're right. Frank Sinatra doesn't really go into that. The Beatles and the Beach Boys were, were coexisting together. Uh, you know, in that point, you know, that point in time, Frank Sinatra big band. You don't ex- expect Frank Sinatra to be in that same, that same conversation. I don't. I mean, it, it would be more important. I think it would be more practical or or uh, whatever, to say the Beach Boys and the Beatles. Were you a Beach Boys fan? Were you a Beatles fan? You can be both, absolutely, but it was just that surfer music. And, I mean, a couple interesting facts about the Beach Boys, which I'm sure you do know. The Beach Boys, uh, Brian Wilson, was not a surfer. He did not nope. surf. He but he, he, was wanted, water. he wanted the music. He knew that music. Jan and Dean. Jan and Dean was a huge influence on... Uh, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson. So he felt like, okay, this is what we have to do. We've got to make this music because this music is going to be popular. Kids like to surf and they like cars because a lot of people don't realize how many car songs the Beach Boys did. I mean, it's just, it, you know, and then the Be True to Your School thing. And it's like that. It wasn't, they weren't just at the beach. They had a few beach songs, but they, they, because Beach Boys, you think Beach Boys, oh, okay, Surfer Girl, Surfing USA, you know, but Barbara Ann is not really a surf song, and and uh, uh, Little Honda is not, you know, Be True to Your School. They've got a ton of songs that really had nothing to do with the beach. Yeah, it's it's funny how they did, they took that name, I guess, the Beach Boys. I think later, too, when Murray, you know, their dad, Murray, the the douche that he was, mean, mean guy, man. He was a bad dude. Um, And he didn't like Brian. He didn't like the success. And then he later, after they kicked him out of the band, you know, at some point in their history, toward the end of their career, I think, uh, he found that other group, those other weird beach kids, and they did the Sunray song, that song. Sun, 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 woo! You know that song? Yeah, I don't Which think we played that it's one. It's a great song. No. It's a great song, but but Murray, man, that guy screwed up, man. He's a jerk. <laughs> All right, moving on. This week in rock and roll history 
on cbkradioland.com. In 2005, most often remembered for his 1965 hit, Everyone's Gone to the Moon, Jonathan King was freed from a U.K. prison after serving half of his seven-year term for four indecent assaults and two serious sexual offenses on boys ages 14 and 15. After he left prison, I'm innocent against these charges, he said. There is no, <laughs> there is no issue of acts being consensual. They were no acts. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> this week in rock and roll history on cbkradioland.com. In 2006, Tom Jones was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace for his service to music. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. That's what would have happened. TJ, man, TJ. I mean, you would have. As he's not in the UK. We probably would have played that song. I mean, I guess. I mean, there's a couple Tom Jones songs. I guess we could have played. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Anything you know about Tom Jones other than TJ? I know you, that was one of the names you guessed yesterday or in the last podcast. Yeah, TJ is he's not in the UK. Um, or and not. Don't get him mixed up with Tommy James. That's a different guy, right? Yeah, um, Tommy James. It's funny you mentioned the Queen Elizabeth. I've been kind of peeking over someone's shoulder watching The Crown. Have you seen that on the Netflix? <laughs> no, I can't say that I have. I'm hearing about Not this. That new I'm ne- into that. There's this new Netflix show called like Tiger King or something like that. That's all the rave. I, I don't even want to deal with that, but everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I saw some people. I don't know what that is either. I think he's a uh, ex-football guy, and, and maybe now he's a singer. I don't know what it is. And he has tigers. I don't yeah. know. All right, here we go. Moving on, Tigers are crazy Tigers. This week in Rock and Roll History on CBKRadioLand.com. In 2011, Ray Herr, guitarist for the Ides of March, on their 1970 hit, Vehicle, died of esophageal cancer at age 64. Uh, Here we go. I'm your vehicle, baby. Thank God I know I love you. The guy from uh, Survivor uh, who wrote uh, one of the guys. Man, why is the name? Oh, his name's escaping me. Um, I'm running into CBK memory at the moment. Um, crap. <laughs> He was in that. He was in Ides of March. Ides of March were from the Chicago area, um, and so I, I've I've heard about them. I've heard about them because they're they're uh, you know that vehicle baby. Thank God in him. Oh, what are you doing, man? I'm losing you. He's cleaning off the screen. CBK is cleaning off the screen, man. We can't see him. All right, here we go. Moving on. Moving on. This week in rock and roll history on cbkradioland.com. In 2012, a TV ad for Madonna's new perfume, Truth or Dare, was deemed too racy for ABC television network. Dressed in leotards, fishnets, and a harness, the material girl was shown licking her lips while wearing black lingerie and a mask rolling around on the floor. Hmm. Truth or dare, <laughs> truth or dare, truth or dare. Do you remember it? 
I remember uh, we talked about Wayne's World, uh, mentioned that la- last podcast, podcast before about being uh, in Aurora, basement in Aurora. But I remember they did a parody of Truth or Dare on Saturday Night Live with uh, Wayne, Wayne huh. and Garth, and they did the whole Truth or Dare uh. thing. You know, I'm never was never really much of a Madonna fan. I mean, there's a few songs from the '80s I like that. You know, the I guess the mo- more bubblegum pop '80s stuff. I guess I kind of like from time to time. I just I always thought it was interesting when she developed a British accent because she wanted to be British. I guess I don't know. She's from Detroit, Michigan. So there you go. I mean, I know she's and she seems to always want to marry about. Tw- she wants to marry a, uh, or be with or date somebody in their 20s. It doesn't matter how old she is. It's got to be in her 20s or 20s or 30s, and once they hit like 35, boom, you're done. I gotta get a, I gotta turn you in for a newer model. But I guess, uh, I, I guess men do that all the time too. So it shouldn't, you know, it, it's not, it's not fair to <laughs> criticize her if men do it all the time. I mean, you know, Dennis Quaid, actor Dennis Quaid, who I think is like 65 years old or something like that, or, or he is, or maybe 50. I think he's 60, like 60 or 65. He's marrying a 26-year-old. They, they had to wow. put their they had to put their wedding on hold because of the coronavirus. But I mean, good for him, I guess, right? Good for Madonna. You can go you can go rob the cradle, go do it. The only thing I remember about Madonna is when she uh, she kissed uh, Britney Spears, I think, on one of those uh, co awards musical award shows. Yeah, that was that made all the headlines back in whatever year that was. Yeah, come over here, give me a big smooch. Come on, come on. <laughs> That was before that was popular or trendy, as they, <laughs> as they say. All right, moving, true, moving true. on. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 2013, a letter from John Lennon to Paul McCartney, written in 1971 during the aftermath of the Beatles' breakup, was announced as being one of the items put up for sale on May 30th as part of the online auction organized by the Profiles in History. So this would have given us this would have given us the opportunity to play a John Lennon song and a Paul McCartney song and a Beatles song, and we would have thrown in a George Harrison song just because we like George Harrison. So. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? We had all the power back then. We don't now. We are trying to be legal because I've heard like they've changed the laws. They've actually made it easier to get sued if you do use copyright material. So I don't know if you know that. Not that they're going to come after the. CBK Radio Land, uh, only one viewer uh, uh, show, but uh, <laughs> you never know. Dang it. You just never know. And, and, and this is a legit, a legit organization. So, all right, what do we got? What do we got next here? We've got, oh, come on, hit play. This week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. In 2015, 72-year-old Norman Greenbaum, who wrote and sang the 1969 hit, Spirit in the Sky was critically injured when the car he was riding in turned left, crossing into the path of an oncoming motorcycle. The 20-year-old motorcyclist was killed and his passenger was severely injured. After a lengthy recovery, Greenbaum returned to the stage in Santa Rosa, California, November 15, 2015. Spirit in the Sky. We'd have to play that, right? Uh, that, That is a song that... Obviously, the year that I was born came out. Big, you know, hippie guy. I don't know. There's, there's so much, so much to that song. It's so truthful, and and it's about obviously overcome. Well, not overcoming death, but 
going beyond and then you know the spirits in the sky that's a great song i love that absolutely love it and yeah, it's, it's made, one of my first songs i think i ever got it's made lots of uh, movie appearances too it's 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 still today it still sticks around still sticks around today and it was uh, 1969 spirit in the sky moving on this week in rock and roll history on cbkradioland.com. In 2016, Patty Duke, who placed two songs on the Billboard Pop Chart in 1965 with Don't Just Stand There and Say Something Funny, died of a, hmm, died of septus from a ruptured intestine in 1969. Oh. So I was like, what? A ruptured? That doesn't sound good. A ruptured intestine. Patty Duke, you, you, we would play Patty Duke. You played Patty Duke on the ship too, and and, and at uh, KMGZ. Yeah, KMGZ, KGMZ, <laughs> KGMZ, oh, whatever. KGMZ, uh, KMGZ, whatever. MGZ, MGZ, MGZ. So, okay, and here we go. Drum roll, please. Our final this week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. Well, actually, we got two here. In 2017, after three months or after a three-month delay, George Michael of Wham was finally laid to rest in a small private ceremony attended only by friends and family. Michael died of natural causes at his home in the Goring Thames, Oxford or Oxshire, on Christmas Day, 2016. Something about the George Michael thing is like I was never really a huge George Michael fan, Wham fan, whatnot. Um, I became after he died. I I kind of had a better um, appreciation for his music, and actually, he died of the same phenomenon or whatever as my father did, and so oh. I just thought that was that was interesting that he died on Christmas Day, and he's got you know last Christmas. It was kind of you know he has that song. He's just well, you, that was your last Christmas, dude. Um, but I had a little <laughs> more of a respect for his music, and I've. I have found that I really enjoy his music now more than I probably did when I was, you know, younger. I mean, he George Michael had some pro, some issues. He ended up having some uh, some things that 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 caused him <laughs> angst. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of him, especially later. And the slower songs he did, I didn't like him. I like Wham. I love the Wake Me Up Before You Go guy. I'm a big pop guy. Man, CBK is a pop guy. He likes all the pop hits. He likes CBK all and CBK pop. All right. So now this yeah. is our final. This is our final one. Not K-pop. Not K-pop. Not K-pop, like Megan said. Yes. All right. Here we go. Our final one. Oh, I gotta. I gotta hit the button. I gotta hit the button. This week in rock and roll history <laughs> on CBKRadioLand.com. In 2017, the United States Library of Congress added Don McLean's 1971 hit "American Pie" to their National Recording Registry of 2016. "American Pie" joins Julie Garland's "Over the Rainbow" NWA album "Straight Outta Compton" and the Eagles' 1976 <laughs> "The Greatest Hits." as treasures worthy of preservation. So there you go. You got Don McLean, American Pie. Don which, McLean. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you a story about American Pie. This song okay. is played at weddings a lot, and I don't understand it. You cannot dance to this song. This song is impossible to dance to. It starts out slow, it goes fast. It's 11 fast, minutes long. And it's 11, yeah, right, and it's 11 minutes long. So it's just, 
yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand why people play it. Uh, NWA, straight out of Compton, man. Yeah, straight out, straight out of Compton. So that was our rock and roll history. Oh, we got to do this right. Thanks for listening to this week in rock and roll history on CBKRadioLand.com. We'll be back next week. The Rock and Roll History is brought to you by Cannonball Kelly, produced by Tim Kuda and MIBT Media. This has been a MIBT Media production. Well, there you go. The live rock and roll history for March 29th wow. here at uh, at CBK Radio Land. So I got all these. I got all these fun things we can uh, we can still like like where's where's this one? I gotta find. Oh, I, man. I can't believe you got the sound effects. That's cool, man. Go. I love it. Here we go. This is one of my. This is CBKRadioLand.com. It's CBKRadioLand.com. Don't forget it. Rock Man. Yeah, feel it. Head banging music. CBKRadioLand. Excuse me, Cannonball. Remember, we don't play music here. I want you to remember that. No music. I'll talk. I want to talk. Ray Hill. Sure. Have a good day. Colonel Hill. If you want I'll talk, go to I'll Talk Radio. KS something something. With Rush Limbaugh. Listen to that jerk or whatever. Talk radio dude. Talk radio dude. So now that we, we can't. The Colonel. I, we got to find the Colonel. We haven't talked to the Colonel in probably 10 years. So we need to. Or maybe the Colonel is gone beyond. I think. <laughs> yeah, the Colonel is probably gone beyond. All right. Well, we're gonna call it a night here at CBKRadioLand.com on our live rock and roll history. But in the quarantine zone that we are living in, who knows? Maybe we'll just keep knocking these out in these CBK Radio Lands and get just keep going and going and going. So, CBK, I hope you had a good time today. This this was great. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I. I, I love it. I love it. And thank you for all you're doing here <laughs> to keep us insane, right? And keep it's the exactly. radio dream alive. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping the dream alive. All right. So for Cannonball Kelly, CBK, uh, I already yeah. did the, the, the ending. I'm, uh, I'm Tim, Tim Kuda. We'll catch you next time right here at the CBKRadioLand.com podcast. Catch you then.